0: sit down while we're talking to you fall out off the record fall out off the record freak out we'll talk some lore we'll shoot at stuff while we explore fall out
1: off the record so welcome everyone to episode 59 of fallout off the record and tonight's episode is the unusual suspects part six i believe Yes. Awesome. And it's still weird because I feel like nobody can hear us yet. I don't know.
2: Yeah, they can hear us. They are chatting, that they can hear us. I'm sorry. I forgot you can't see chat.
1: Awesome. Um, Okay. So the reason I'm a little distracted is because we had some technical difficulties in booting this up for the first time. I still am boardless. And we decided that... We were going to do a new character, and this happens to be my new character. His name is Mac. He's a little beat up. He's supposed to be a raider, but uh, I think I'll do it a little differently with this for the stream. But the reason we decided to do new character is because we are doing our companion episodes all November, like we told you before, and... One of our characters tonight is Codsworth, and since right out of the vault you can get him, I figured it would be cool to do so since I've never actually piled around with Codsworth. And I can't kill any of the companions, but before we get started in our show tonight... Let me just go through our sponsors. We are sponsored by tweakedaudio.com. If you are looking for a pair of headphones or earbuds and don't know where to turn, turn to Tweaked Audio. And if you enter our code off the record, which is all one word to check out, you'll receive 30% off and free shipping of your order. So that's tweakedaudio.com. And enter our code off the record, which is all one word, for 30% off from free shipping worldwide. We are also sponsored by Audible.com, your number one source for audiobooks. And if you go to audibletrial.com... Wait, audibletrial.com slash QuestGamingNetwork, is it? I don't have the... That's correct. Stuff. Sweet. You'd think after almost 60 shows I would have had that memorized. But I kind of did. Um, if you head to that link and sign up for their free 30-day trial, you'll receive a free audiobook of your choosing. And tonight, Shalene recommends...
2: The Slow Regard of Silent Things by Patrick Rothfuss.
1: Awesome. What's that about?
2: It's uh okay. Earlier in the uh, the run of Fallout off the record, I recommended a book called uh, The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss, which is sort of about a, a guy that's learning magic and stuff. And this is a, a the story of a side character uh, from that series. It's really um, completely different. It's basically about a, a girl with some mental health issues, uh, which sounds not that great, but it's a really great book. <laughs> Highly recommend.
1: Awesome. So you can get that audiobook for free by going and signing up for your free 30 day trial at audibletrial.com Quest Gaming Network. We are also sponsored by, well, not sponsored by, but we could be sponsored by you, the actual listeners, if you go to slash Quest Gaming Network and sign up for one of our rewards there. And uh, you can also sponsor us by going and using our Amazon link on our website and also non-financially just by sharing us on social media, emailing us, like, subscribe, and retweet our stuffs. And tonight, Shaleen, what do we have – what do our listeners have in store for them tonight since I can't see anything?
2: (laughs) We've got a bit of news. Not much news, but there is one very big piece of news. Um, I've got a couple of gameplay stories for us and – Um, We had only one challenge entry, but we can talk about that. okay. And, of course, lore. This is going to be a very lore-intensive episode uh, Mm -hmm. talking about the companions of Fallout 4. And we've got a couple of emails.
1: Awesome. Great. And let's go ahead and get started with the news before I chat up with Codsworth. So what happened in the world of Fallout this week, Shaleen?
2: Well, before we start with the world of Fallout, um, somebody in the chat room is asking about uh, why we are on Twitch. Ah,
1: so it's The very elephant simple. in the room.
2: Yeah. We are live streaming on Twitch because um, one of our very old videos on the Quest Gaming Network channel from long before Rick and I were ever even part of the network <laughs> got a copyright strike and uh, we can't live stream un- for quite some time. So... <laughs> we will be um live streaming to twitch the video will still go up on the youtube channel um after it's uh, all done recording but live streams from now on you can just uh expect to see us here on on twitch
1: awesome and Yeah. yeah so i think it'll be okay uh we'll see how it goes there were some kinks before but uh it should be good to go so yeah it'll it'll
2: take a little getting used to but i think we'll uh we'll get it figured out Try not to be too twitchy. All
1: right. Awesome.
2: So to begin with the news, we're going to start with the big one. PS4 mods are happening. This is not a drill. PS4 mods are a go. And I'm just going to read you the statement from Bethesda. We're excited to announce that mod support is coming to PlayStation 4 for both Skyrim Special Edition and Fallout 4. Additionally, we'll also be supporting the new PlayStation 4 Pro with both titles. Skyrim will have these features when it launches on October 28th. The new power of the PlayStation 4 Pro has allowed us to make Skyrim render in native 4K, and it looks better than ever. And uh, here are some screens, it says. You can go to Bethesda.net if you'd like to see those screens. Mod support will come to Skyrim first. We and Sony have worked hard to make this possible, Mods on PlayStation 4 will allow you to modify and create your own content by using the creation kit. You will not be able to upload external assets with your PlayStation 4 mods, but you will be able to use any assets that come with the game, as most mods do. It says, we are excited, finally, to get modding on our PlayStation fans who have supported us for so long. Modding has been an important part of our games for over 10 years, and we hope to do even more in the coming year for all of our players, regardless of platform. After the work is complete on Skyrim, we'll be updating Fallout 4 for both mods and PS4 Pro. We expect Fallout 4 to take advantage of the PS4 Pro in 4K, along with advanced lighting and graphics features. Thank you for your support. And after this statement was released, um, Pete Hines tweeted out, Big thanks to the folks at PlayStation who worked with us to get PS4 mod support out for Fallout 4 and Skyrim. It doesn't happen without them. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: I, I was very pleased to hear that, that they had finally gotten it to work and they had worked out whatever kinks that there were. Uh, mm-hmm. And didn't we, didn't we say that uh, we shouldn't give up? Or were we damning this from the beginning?
2: I, I think remember. I was damning it from the beginning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you may have felt more optimistic than me. I think that would be a, a typically <laughs> typically of us feeling for you to feel optimistic uh, while I was doom and gloom. Probably. But I I do think I'm I'm very glad that we are getting mods on the PlayStation. But I, I also would say, you know, to uh, just... You know, don't be too excited because a lot of the mods that are available on PC and Xbox will not be coming to PlayStation uh, with this uh, inability to use external assets. Yeah. That's a lot of mods. I even heard that the unofficial patch uses external assets.
1: Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bummer. I, I actually have that running right now.
2: It's definitely going to be a much more limited uh selection of mods. But it is it's great to at least get something, you know. It's it's uh it's At a this start. point beggars can't be choosers.
1: Yeah, it's a start, you know what I mean? Mhm. And I, li- I also- go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rick. I was only, I was just going to say I like the direction that consoles are heading in. I genuinely love that direction. Mhm. The closer they close that gap and still maintain that idea of comfort in couch, you know, mm-hmm. couch playing. I like that. Because that's one of the reasons why I do kind of miss console. Wow, I got both of those. That's one of the reasons I do miss my consoles is because I can't really sit on the couch and play video games anymore.
2: Yeah. You could, but it would be a pain. Right. To run, like, right. really long cords and,
1: yeah.
0: Yep.
2: Um... For me, it's not that much of an issue. I use the same chair whether I'm playing on PC or my <laughs> consoles because the, I, my room is about 10 feet square. <laughs> but um, Captain Bones in chat says, no uh, Macho Man Randy Savage Deathclaws slash Dragons, though. That's yeah. definitely a downer. That's a lot of the, the really funny mods that you see. Um aren't going to feature those external assets. And that's a bummer.
1: Well, maybe just like they were trying to get those mods started in the first place, maybe we'll get super uber lucky and they'll figure out how to, uh, you know, get them going. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: I also find it really interesting that they're finishing the Skyrim modding first before they do Fallout.
1: Well, you know what's (laughs) really strange is... They have been pushing this remastered version of uh, Skyrim so hard, and it's—I really—I feel like they've been pushing it harder than uh, most most game companies when they push a remaster. I mean, Mm -hmm. the hype that it's been generating feels like Skyrim's releasing for the first time.
2: I understand; it does feel like a new game launch when it's actually a game that, like. 90% of us gamers have already put like 700 hours into
1: yeah and you know it's already been out for dare I say four years no five years yeah five years how does that make you feel
2: old so old (laughs)
1: Um, it blew my mind when I looked up Fallout 3 and that was released in 2008 Mm -hmm. it blew my mind
2: Gosh, I can't. I can't, Rick. We're so old.
1: <laughs> I thought it was 2006 at first. And I was like, holy mm. crap. Has it really been 10 years since Fallout 3 was released? But luckily I was wrong. Man, Fallout 3 holds up, though. It does. It really does. Especially when you put Ooh. mods on it.
2: That's really all I had in terms of comments on uh, PlayStation 4 mods. We are glad that our PlayStation brethren are getting the ability to do some modding. We uh, do sympathize with you that you won't be able to get full uh, the full extent of modding. Yeah. So. Last week we talked about Wasteland 3, mm-hmm. um, that that was announced, and they were uh, starting a crowdfunding on FIG. Uh, when I wrote this uh, notes last night, they were um, at 90% of funding. That was like a, a day after it went live. And I actually clicked on the campaign 20 minutes after they went live, and it was already halfway to its goal. Oh my so gosh. I think we can pretty much count on the fact that Wasteland 3 will be a thing. That's definitely going to happen.
1: That's awesome. I've never yeah. played a Wasteland before.
2: I haven't either, and I feel like that's really a hole in uh, both of our um, Fallout knowledge, because uh, Wasteland series so heavily influenced the Fallout series.
1: That's true, it did.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we should definitely, I think we should definitely check out the co-op, Rick.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, could you imagine, you know, you and I traipsing through the Wasteland together?
2: Oh, it would be ridiculous, man. You'd just be trolling my save file constantly
1: (laughs) um do you did they say how the co-op's supposed to work at all
2: yeah it's um you can play together or you can just exist in the same world you know so we can play together for a while and then i have to leave for work and you can continue to play in the world and the decisions you make and actions you take will
1: affect my world (laughs) <laughs> you'll leave me like, all right, I got to go. Oh, this is a pretty town though. We'll be back here later. Right. And then you'll pop and we'll up just... and then everyone's dead.
2: Everything's on fire.
1: Just, I don't know what happened. You left and things happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So funny. There was also an update for fallout shelter that I'd like to talk about. It adds a theme workshop You can now customize your vault with Brotherhood of Steel, Railroad, Minutemen, and Institute themes, which is pretty cool. They've added some new holiday quests and Halloween iMessage stickers for um, Apple users. You can also now speed up Dweller training time with Nuka-Cola Quantum, and they rebalanced quest times and combat speed. It moves along a lot faster now. Um, I can clear uh, a quest... In like half the time that I was doing it before. So that's nice.
1: That's cool. Uh, I still haven't played Fallout Shelter. Sorry, guys.
2: I really think you should check it out sometime. It's a much different game than it was at
1: launch. It's very cool. I'm running out of space on my phone, so...
2: Yeah, it's not going to happen then. No. I always buy the phone with the most storage. and uh, I I haven't run out of, of memory in a while.
1: I didn't think I needed a lot of storage, but apparently I do.
2: I need all the storage all the time. Whenever I'm offered a choice, I always I'm willing to spend more money for more memory because yeah, I just I don't like to delete things. I really don't.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't either, but I don't know. We could get into a whole reason of why I hate my iPhone, so but we mm-hmm. we will not because this isn't Apple off the record. <laughs>
2: So they're teasing you a bit in the chat because this is another new character. Oh, <laughs> they're saying they think this is like your 20th character just just on the podcast.
1: Uh, Let's see here. I've got... Let's see here. The Rick character I deleted. I've got Cobra, Mac, Nate, Jack, uh, and Stricker. <laughs> so that's all my characters that I have. That's funny. Uh, this was supposed to be... I have more... Larger saves of this guy Mac uh he's supposed to be a raider, but I had rem- uh...
2: <laughs> that's no good are you on <laughs> that was brutal yeah are you on sucked. survival I guess not
1: no, I'm not no um, but uh i i had a i remembered I had a save with Mac on oh, I'm all the way back here, rubbish um where he was close to vaults the the vault opening where you saw me start mm-hmm. up. And I figured that would be a good place to start with a new character because then I could go grab Codsworth whenever we are ready to do that.
2: Sounds good.
1: Yep. Funny. And plus I figured I'd focus on melee this time because it might be fun to do.
2: Oh, yeah. Melee is super fun. That's all I had for the news this week. Oh, yeah? Um, Yeah. Did you have any gameplay you wanted to talk about?
1: That was it? Uh, you're watching my gameplay, uh, really. <laughs> yeah. I just haven't had time.
2: So. Well, I had an awful week, Rick. I had a really bad week this oh, week.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: It was it was very, very bad week. And I turned to Fallout 3 for a bit of comfort in, in the midst of this terrible, terrible week. Oh, my. Yeah. I booted up my original 360 character on my Xbox One. This was the first Fallout character that I ever created. Oh, my. And, uh, yeah, I loaded up her save file. And just that music, that... And then the slide noises. And I instantly just felt so much better. (laughs) So much
1: better. At home in the wasteland.
2: Yeah, that's all it took, man. And I just, like, the... The good endorphins were coming. Like I just felt better, and uh, I did. I did notice a few. Um, it was a little hard to go back to Fallout Three after so much time in Fallout Four. I missed the quick save and quick loot, and <laughs> the button layout is just different enough that I kept pushing the wrong button and uh, like zooming out into third person instead <laughs> of uh, doing vats and stuff like that. That's no good. My character feels a little tankier than I remember, uh, but I did fall back into the swing of it pretty soon. There were some locations that I hadn't discovered yet on that save file, so I thought I'm just going to derp around and and discover some of these locations that I never did. And I headed for uh, L'Enfant Plaza. I don't know how to say that's French. Um, Oh. And by the way, I missed the Explorer perk in Fallout 4. I would like to have that in Fallout 4. How am I supposed to know whether or not I have found all the places? Yeah, that's
1: right. Forgot about that perk. Holy crap.
2: hmm Yeah, I, I always get the Explorer perk at the first opportunity so that I can explore every location and I can know that I've seen everything. But anyways i was playing there's something a little scarier about the capital wasteland than the commonwealth and i don't know if it's the color scheme or what but I, I definitely thought it was a bit spookier and i traveled through a scary metro and there were some reavers and some glowing ones and they wrecked my face it was it was bad yeah. the fallout three real reavers are just so scary
1: oh my gosh they're absolutely horrifying
2: yeah so scary
1: that's interesting so where i died before was here yet now uh-huh. there are no frag mines and there's a settler
2: is that oh no it's like a ghoul yeah i wondered if it was going to be deacon because there's a, a couple of instances of deacons flying on you
1: well that is a great makeup yeah. job if that's deacon
2: <laughs> probably not deacon
1: probably not deacon but anyway, <laughs> I just thought it was odd that just that little area changed drastically from being a death area to a yeah. settler, who I'm sure I could recruit into my ranks, but, man, I don't feel like doing that right now.
2: They definitely, um, It's is it, like, procedural, the way things are here? I don't like, know, Like, at some of these locations, these little campsites, there's that one campsite near Concord, and the first time I ever played, there was a drug dealer there. And then I thought, you know, oh, great, this is where the drug dealer is. And I would always go down there. And the drug dealer was never there again.
1: Yeah, for me, sometimes it's wild dogs. Yeah. I also ran up on a group of people holding a hostage. That was a different one for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's something. So I like those little moments.
2: Yeah, Captain Bone says that it happens all the time. Uh, Every time he died with explosives, when he returns, it's never there. But if you revisit, it's there again.
1: Hmm.
2: So I guess it's not just us.
1: <laughs> I would imagine it wouldn't be. I hate boat flies. Bloat flies. Dang it. It, again. <laughs> it wouldn't be a classic episode of Elders- or Oh my gosh.
2: You forgot which podcast we're on?
1: I forgot for which podcast we're on.
2: This is Follow Up The Record. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh.
1: Right? Well, I said I classic... Call. And then I, my mind jumped to classic Elder classic Scrolls. Classic Elder Scrolls, yeah. So, yeah. I did that the other day when I was listening to someone talk and I was typing. I was typing what they were saying, like a stenographer. <laughs> and well,
2: at least the classic Elder Scrolls guys now know that you listen to their podcast. So.
1: That's true. It's so, a good yeah. show. I enjoy classic. It is fun. I enjoy it very much. But
2: I remember it being very annoying to have to use the metro tunnels as a means of getting around the capital wasteland, and that hasn't changed. The thing is, a lot of those divergent tunnels open up to the same place, but I want to explore all of the tunnels. So that means I do a lot of backtracking and I get lost in there. But I made my way through the metro tunnels and popped out at L'Enfant Plaza. ...and was immediately ambushed by the Talon Company... Oh. ...who were in turn ambushed by a Super Mutant Master. Yeah! <laughs> so I just like sat back while he killed the Mercs... ...and uh, I tried to like strike up a conversation with him... ...but he attacked me... ...so I melted his face with my Metal Blaster... ...and uh, yeah, he, he died. And I think he was like really a mainstay of the Super Mutant community... ...just like a really popular guy because Super Mutants started pouring into that plaza from everywhere. There were so many Super Mutants, Rick. So many Super Mutants.
1: How was the frame rate?
2: It was good. Actually, it runs really well on the on the Xbox One. Wow. Really well. And uh, some things happened later and I didn't even have frame drops then. Wow. Um, but I was level 30 at this point. So there were all Super Mutant Masters and Super Mutant Overlords. And uh, there was just, there was too many of them. And I, I was not doing well, so I started blowing up all the cars.
1: <laughs> oh, sweet.
2: And there were like six simultaneous car explosions, <laughs> and even through that, the frame rate stayed good. Wow. And I killed all of the super mutants with exploding cars, and I was like, ah, oh, so relieved. And there was this cool billboard. I was like, I'm gonna take a screenshot of this billboard. And then I heard vertebrate rotors, and I was like, oh, it's the Brotherhood of Steel. And then I remembered... (laughs) Then I remembered that the Enclave was a thing, and that they were probably coming to get me. So I came around the corner... And there was this Enclave squad, you know, and their crash vertebrate. And they were fighting a whole bunch of mutants. Uh-huh. Um, so they found more super mutants. And I hid up there on this overlook and just watched them fight. Wow. And then they exploded a bus and they all died. It was the funniest <laughs> thing. I never even had to fight them.
1: Wow. That's amazing.
2: So I walked out and, like looted the corpses and I found the Capitol Post news office, uh, which had some lovely lore tucked away in those terminals, including the annexation of Canada that we were talking about last week. Ah! Thought that was really funny. We had and I deal. guess I've never really been to this been location because I, I didn't Ooh. remember it like I at all. Chem in the Do you know in the is? downstairs whoa, whoa. area, oh, I found this guy named Gibson. And he had a key on him and a note saying, search the house. Yes,
1: I so remember that.
2: I went outside, Rick, and I was, like, looking around at all the houses, and I kept thinking, okay, search the house, search the house. I spent maybe 20 minutes looking at these houses, trying to find a door, and none of them had a door that I could interact with.
1: Did you finally? Okay, go ahead. And Sorry. And
2: then I remembered the Gibson house in Minefield. Here. And this is for, you. for anybody who doesn't yeah. remember this, it's the games? house in Minefield that has the Dark Brotherhood handprint on the door. And inside this house is a little model home that I have never opened on any playthrough of Fallout 3. And I've always <laughs> wanted to open it because it's just like, it's, I don't know if it's, can you only open it with the key or is it a hundred lockpick?
1: It's a hundred lockpick or the key.
2: And I've never, uh, I'm always too low level when I go to minefield and then I never remember to go back and lock pick it. And I've just always felt, you know, like Pandora about this little house. I just want to open it and see what's in there. So I have this key and I'm so excited and I fast travel back to the house and I use my key and can, can you guess what was in there, Rick?
1: It was, it was really surprising. What's it, what was in there? three buff outs and a junk food (laughs) that sounds like that yeah (laughs) sounds like it's right up your alley
2: (laughs) yeah that was uh maybe the biggest Hmm. gaming disappointment in a in a really long time
1: really long time yeah i remember that being a very lackluster moment
2: I was so sad, Rick. I was so sad after all these years and all these playthroughs of fallout three. I'd never opened that stupid little miniature house and I got there and there was nothing.
1: I know nothing. what is I, w- w- what is hitting me? I don't know I really have no clue. Uh, it must be a for somewhere. yeah, the other funny thing is I can't seem to fast travel at the moment. Hey. That's odd. Okay. Odd indeed. Yeah, well, someone's shooting at me. And Mm -hmm. that might be Patrick and Trudy. Why are they shooting at me? I didn't do anything. Did you
2: need to talk to them first before you attack those guys?
1: No. Why am I using...
2: (laughs) I've actually never successfully resolved the situation at Drumlin Diner. Really? Yeah. I missed it altogether my first playthrough completely overlooked it and uh, when I went there on survival I was too scared to go up
1: there Uh, yeah I uh, I usually don't have this much I've never had them attack me for no reason before Mm -hmm. and that's weird because I like I buy stuff from them
2: yeah Trudy's got that uh that cool sword yeah the robot killing sword Now I'll never be able to get it. I feel like that's a bummer. I feel like if you kill them, you should be able to access the store inventory.
1: Whoa, glitchiness. Yes, I agree. Okay, now we've got more people fighting.
2: What, that trash can Carla?
1: Yeah. She's not against me, but these raiders are. Yeah.
2: He vanished. He vanished. Trash can (laughs) Carla's so funny. Yeah. Love her.
1: Ah, there it is. Right leather arm. Perfect. Perfect. So that was weird. I think maybe I accidentally stole something. Okay. I think maybe I accidentally stole something from Trudy and Patrick and left without giving it back to them.
2: Well, that was tacky, Rick. That was very tacky. You I should not said have done that.
1: accident. I, I'm not playing a bad character because I have too much of a <laughs> reputation. Yeah. So that was not my fault. Although I hear oh. the guy's getting attacked in Concord. Actually, can I fast travel yet? Because I want to go grab... Codsworth. Why can't I fast travel?
2: That was it for my gameplay for this week. After I opened that house, I was so sad that I was just like, okay, I, I think I'm done with uh, playing games for, for right now. Can't hit the, of the We did have a challenge last week. It was the Psychotic Prankster. Um... We uh, had one entry from Captain Bones, and we can't really show it because Rick's doing a Let's Play, but it was very funny. So I recommend going to our hashtag FOTRChallenge and looking at his challenge entry. It was pretty good.
1: Awesome. I haven't seen it, but I will check it out. Ooh.
2: Yeah, he, he blew up Preston Garvey, and it <laughs> did not phase <faze> him. <laughs> did not phase good old Preston. Who? So. Oh,
1: Snikes. That was bad. Yeah, take this. Oh, ah, that would hurt.
2: <laughs> it would indeed. Um, do you want to do another challenge, or do you want to maybe take a break from them while we're while we're doing this?
1: Yeah, we'll 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 take a break this week. Uh, I couldn't think of one. I was think trying to think of one, but I I couldn't think of anything.
2: Yeah, I, di- I didn't have one either, so I think we'll take a break this week from the challenge, and we can't show the screenshots either. So
1: yeah, oh that's right. Yeah, maybe we'll take a break this month just for the sake of uh, companion month. And...
2: I-, I think so. We'll uh, we'll go with that for now,
1: awesome. and uh, cool.
2: see how the response is. All right. So, do you want to talk a little bit about our lore, or do you have anything that you like to chat about
1: first? Um. I don't really have anything that I really want to talk about at no. the moment. So let's go ahead and get into our lore, because there is probably a lot to get through.
2: There is quite a few pages of information here.
1: And I am trying to get up to Codsworth, and I do not know where I can first travel.
2: So this week we're talking about the Companions of Fallout 4. This is a continuation of our Unusual suspect series, and... uh like the companions of Fallout 4. I think they were really well done. I think that they're all pretty deep characters, and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to talking about them this week. We're going to start off with Codsworth, who is uh, the first one that you would typically run into if you follow these quest markers. And Rick is heading into uh, Sanctuary Hills right now yeah.
1: to uh, hook up with Codsworth. All right, to hook up with him. Sorry. Rick, you there? I'm here. I'm here. I lost your audio there for a minute. All right. Sorry. I'm here. Can
2: you hear me? So, I'm, I can hear you good, Rick. Okay, great. We're good now. <laughs> so, Codsworth was the sole survivor's Mr. Handy robotic butler in Sanctuary Hills before the Great War. The family hadn't purchased him very long before the Great War, and vault Tech required that he be left behind when the family fled the bombs to Vault 111. And really, if you think about it, Codsworth is actually responsible for the family's safe evacuation to the vault because he's the one who drew their attention to the news broadcast announcing that the bombs were dropping.
1: That's true, actually, now that I think about it.
0: Hmm. Poor
1: Codsworth. I know. I'm just skipping through all this stuff. Really? Uh, Come with me. Yes, of course. If you want to live. Yay, Codsworth is now my dude.
2: Alone and unsure, Codsworth spent decades trying to keep up with housework, like waxing the floor, dusting the house, and polishing the rusted-out, oh, fallout-covered car. Um. He wandered a bit, venturing as far as Concord, where the locals pummeled him with sticks and shot at him on a few occasions. Codsworth coped with depression and loneliness by pretending that nothing was wrong, (laughs) that the sole survivor, his or her spouse, and Sean would be coming home soon.
1: I didn't even think about him, like, actually being depressed, you know?
2: Yeah. There's actually a speech speech check during that conversation you skipped through when Codsworth sort of um, breaks out of that cheery disposition and talks about how upset he's been.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember um that wasn't actually in mine because I had skipped that whole thing by going to uh Concord before talking to him. Right, right. So Unfortunately Cons- Go ahead. I was gonna say unfortunately I couldn't actually talk with him about all mm-hmm. that stuff.
2: Yeah. Codsworth is the only companion who can say the player character's name, and a list of the many available names is available online, if you'd like to look at that. Um, Cool. One of the earliest available quests involves scouting out the ruined houses in Sanctuary Hills with Codsworth, and he is available as a permanent companion after the player visits Concord. And like you saw what Rick did, he just walked to Concord and then came back, and that was enough. He didn't have to actually finish Preston's mission there to get him as a companion. Yep. Cotsworth likes generosity and kindness to others, family values, crafting or changing weapon and armor modifications and protecting people. He doesn't like lying, drug use, littering, selfish acts, theft and murder. Uh, he'll actually comment if you just drop, you know, bits of rubbish on the ground and walk away from
1: them. <laughs> That's funny. Full
2: affinity with Codsworth grants the robot sympathy perk, which is plus 10 energy resistance against robots' energy weapons. And his box actually survived the Great War. It's in the laundry room in the sole survivor's house. I believe you actually walked by it a couple of times earlier. I did. Yeah. He will interact with other robots like Takahashi, Whitechapel Charlie, and Deezer. He provides filtered water and tells jokes similar to Wadsworth of Fallout Three, who is your robotic butler in Megaton. Codsworth can wear a bowler hat and can also be modified with the automatron robot workbench, but if you mod him, he loses his ability to wear hats so so beware of that no, yeah. Very nice. I, I have Codsworth in a hat, uh, surprising absolutely no one, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I think it looks so cute, and I wish that we could put hats on all of our robots.
1: Yeah, I I haven't really powed around with a robot companion before. Uh, I like the fact that whenever we do a Let's Play, it always seems to be storming or dark. hmm uh, Yeah. Um, I just
2: like that you can't get Codsworth killed.
1: <laughs> oh, shut up. You always kill the companions, Rick. I know. You are the place where
2: companions go to die.
1: I'm like Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: well, I... So sad. Might be a little too That's maybe, yeah, the timing for that joke.
1: Well, you know me in time. Not
2: good. Not good timing for that joke. Um, So know that we did not mean to be insensitive there.
1: Not at all. Ooh,
2: that's um, bad. But if you are a new listener And also a Codsworth fan You should check out episode 51 In which we uh, had a chat with Stephen Russell Who did the voice of Codsworth
1: So Yeah, that was an awesome episode
2: Very fun indeed That's all I really had about uh, Codsworth Did you want to say anything about him?
1: This is actually the first time I've run around with him um, Really? I've never ever used him before
2: Codsworth can be very judgy of all your actions, really very judgy and one thing that I do appreciate about him though is that he has some very humorous comments sometimes and he made a bear pun one time when I was fighting a guai. that was great (laughs) what did he say? he said, oh I can hardly bear the anticipation
1: (laughs) that's amazing
2: oh it was so good, I loved it that pretty much redeemed uh, all the negative feelings I'd ever had toward Codsworth right there.
1: That's amazing. I uh, I just never... He's slow. hmm Have I you f- ever
2: seen him swim?
1: No. It's the funniest thing. He just sort of, like, floats along. It's pretty cute. I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shaleen's stash. Found Mentats and Psycho.
2: Oh, that's where I left that.
1: Ooh, should I? Use right, well, a... you can have it. You can have it. Okay. Should I use a bat or a tire iron?
2: Um, I don't know which one does more damage. Probably tire iron.
1: The bat does more no,
2: damage. Oh, the bat does. Do the bat. I kind of prefer a faster melee weapon to slower. I like that. That's my real issue with the bats and the super sledges. They do tons of damage, but if you miss,
1: you're screwed. That's why you vats it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I uh I I just playing melee because it's I think it's entertaining. It's um, quite fun. I like this. I
2: have a uh, pink rocket propelled baseball bat for <laughs> Nuke World and I've I've been having quite a bunch of fun with that.
1: That sounds fun. You know, speaking of melee, we'll take a quick detour. I was talking to someone today about Hitman. Mm-hmm. Have you, and I was playing, I think it was Hitman 2, and there was a melee kill that you could do with a hammer. And I remember it was the only game where I actually got disgusted. Um, yeah. Because you would hit them in the back of the head with a hammer, and then when he would try to remove it, you'd see him struggle. Oh. And then when it came out, it was like... <laughs> like, it was this hollow-sounding pop. And it, every time it made me cringe, because it was just like... The sound with the animation—it oh, it was horrifying. Ah, not not Pit Boy. Oh, shotgun. Yeah, that is pretty brutal. Oh, it was terribly brutal. <laughs> but yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm laughing at um. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Howlaf and Choo Choo in the chat room. <laughs> he says that's what she says, but she's thinking, "Don't take my damn stash." <laughs> <laughs>
1: God damn it!
2: Great. <laughs> Have
0: you ever played the new Hitman at all? No. Um okay. Ooh.
1: I uh I haven't played the new Hitman at all. It's it, it's expensive and I'm very picky. <laughs> so it looks fun. I just I don't know. There's a level of I don't wanna take the time to sneak <laughs> that mm-hmm. I'm deal that I
2: I understand, when you have such limited gaming time sometimes, stealth feels like a waste. <laughs> it's so much time waiting.
1: Yes. Oh, gosh. Don't you die on me! That? What?
2: Don't you die on me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think he was talking Wow. Well, ah, to his, his friend, yeah. Ooh. That's great. Oh, there's Do a- you want
2: to talk about dog meat?
1: Yeah, let's talk about Dogmeat. Let's
2: talk about Dogmeat. In my opinion, the Dogmeat of Fallout 4 is the cutest Dogmeat thus far. I, I quite like this Dogmeat. A German Shepherd, dog meat is referred to simply as Dog, until Mama Murphy or Valentine tells the player the dog's proper name. Dogmeat has no owner, but has apparently worked with both Nick Valentine and Preston Garvey in the past as sort of a, a freelancer-type character. Dogmeat was with Preston and company in Concord when they were ambushed by raiders, and Preston Looks sent like him to look for help. Dogmeat waited at the Red Rocket oh, gas station for someone to come along. Sorry. When <laughs> sorry. the Soul Survivor reaches right. the Red Rocket, they have the ad- option of adopting Dogmeat. And if Dogmeat hasn't been recruited by the Soul Survivor during the quest to get a clue, Nick Valentine will summon him with a whistle.
1: Let's like <laughs> <laughs> <That's cool>. go. <sighs>
2: So you're here in uh, in the Museum of Freedom, mm-hmm. and I just love Sturgis. Sturgis is one of my favorite NPCs. I love Sturgis. I think it's the hair. I just I love that pompadour.
1: I was just about to say it must be the pompadour and the sideburn thing uh, that you seem to have an infatuation with.
2: Yeah, a little bit. He also he does have a very a very charming accent as well.
1: A very slight southern accent.
2: Yeah Very nice, likes to
1: just. The thing about dog meat that makes me giggle is the fact that he was sent to go get help and he's like, "I'll just wait here.
2: Right, I'll just stay here at this unpopulated area in the middle of nowhere
1: and wait for someone to come along. Oh uh-huh. I think that's hilarious. Dog meat maybe is just a lazy dog who's a kind of a coward.
2: I think Dogmeat was like, finally, I'm away from that stupid Garvey. And he's like, okay, you know, I'm going to stick with this guy. He looks tough, you know, when he meets the sole survivor. And he's like, damn it, I'm back here with these Minutemen.
1: Dogmeat, Dogmeat, <laughs> this is another settlement that needs your help.
2: <laughs> dogmeat, like, Preston, I swear to God.
1: <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Puzzle Drone says they have the biggest crush on on Sturgis starting the game. I guess I kind of did, too. I I did all the Sturgis quests, like, right away.
1: Oh, like building defenses and the water Mm -hmm. and stuff? Fixing
2: up beds and that kind of thing.
1: I wish those quests were a little more robust. Me, too. Like, it'd be kind of fun to, like, I don't know have more of those things never mind. Mm-hmm. so anyway.
2: anyway talking about dog meat dog meat is treated by the people of the commonwealth as a person and not merely a dog valentine for example will say i know a guy who can help i've worked with this guy quite a few times before <laughs> and if you ask mama murphy about dog meat she will say that dog meets his own man
1: that's really dog.
2: Cute. i love it i think it's funny um, Dogmeat can also be commanded to go places and fetch items, and he also can do tricks, uh, and it's so cute. You can ask him to sit up and beg and stuff. Really adorable I dog meat. saw that. Really? Yeah. That was the first thing I did. Um, when we had our early access Fallout 4, like, I, I wasted all the time playing with Dogmeat. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> I had him equipped with the little goggles and bandana and he's Aww. doing tricks for me. Playing with the teddy bear. That the best. so cute. Boss, we got somebody up here.
1: Oh, yes, you do.
2: But there are a number of cosmetic items that the player can equip on dog meat, including dog armor, bandanas, welding goggles, dog chains, and dog collars. Um, I prefer the bandana and welding goggles myself. Partial to that look so cute and dogmeat does as i said just a minute ago he plays with a teddy bear sometimes yeah i think
1: i I think i've seen him with a teddy bear um when he's been at his kennel i guess you could say Mm -hmm.
2: yeah you don't actually have to equip him with the teddy bear to see him play with it he just has his own teddy bear i suppose he lives in dog houses in settlements, and can be uh, healed with stim packs in, com- in combat, and the Lone Wanderer perk still applies if the player is traveling dog-
1: You can keep talking, am I too loud?
2: No, I was just watching you uh fight the deathclaw, I'm sorry. No, this no, is no, back to the old issue that, that we've always had with the uh the let's plays. I'm supposed to be making a podcast that I just I'm watching Rick fight the <laughs> Deathclaw.
1: Not going I to love
2: that. this deathclaw though. It's this is the best Deathclaw fight of the game. It's so good. Oh, is it? Um I I really enjoy it. I think this is the most cinematic deathclaw fight in the game. Uh oh. Possibly because it's, you know... No, oh, come of on. <laughs> <laughs> Rick's character slowly, slowly loads the shotgun in, vats. <laughs> All the death claws bearing down on him. I was afraid.
1: No! Let go of me
2: get off being mauled by the deathclaw claw finish talking about dogmeat here issue 12 of astoundingly awesome tales which is found in the Institute gives the player yeah, 10% damage to the dogmeat Dog dogmeat doesn't respond to the settler bell in a settlement as he does not count as a settler dogmeat is the only companion whose perk has to be unlocked via the perk chart He's also the only neutral companion. He loves the player unconditionally upon their first meeting, and his affinity can't be affected by the player's actions. He's voice acted and modeled after River, who was Joel and Michelle Burgess's dog. Joel Burgess, we've talked about him on the show before. He was a lead level designer at Bethesda. He's now with Ubisoft. And Michelle was also a former Bethesda employee. Dogmeat has a carry weight of 150 pounds, and I'm not sure why I noted his special stats. Dogmeat had 4 Strength, 14 Perception, 4 Endurance, 4 Charisma, 8 Intelligence, 14 Agility, and 4 Luck. And I think that's all wrong. Dogmeat has, like, a 20 Charisma. Very adorable, adorable dog.
1: You know what's interesting to note there? They have over 10. Is that, Mm -hmm. like, a known fact that you can pump up past 10?
2: I think so. Yeah, I, I think it's not that uncommon to push your special past ten. I think the um, the benefits are not that much after you pass ten.
1: Gotcha. I also want to make note that if this was in an any in any other Fallout, Codsworth would have been dead right there.
2: <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> Did he get down?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Poor Codsworth. Well, I mean, it's a death claw.
0: Mhm.
2: <laughs> Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned, but you can heal Codsworth with the robot, um, robot stim packs. I forgot what they're called, the little robot stim packs, robot repair kits. Yeah. That were added with Automatron.
1: So. Kind of interesting. That's uh, good to know. It's kind of interesting they didn't let you do that beforehand.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Um, I would that, swear that I remember hitting Codsworth uh-huh. with a stimpack,
1: but. <laughs> you can never have needle <laughs> <little laughs> point bends.
2: I guess I guess not
1: welcome all right let's get through this silly little conversation
2: while you're talking to Preston I will go ahead and start off with our next companion Piper Wright Piper Wright is a reporter living in Diamond City she hails from a small town near the edge of the Commonwealth where her father was a member of the local militia her father died unexpectedly and Piper was suspicious of the circumstances Um, She investigated and uncovered a plot by her father's boss, Captain Mayburn, to betray the town to some raiders by leaving the gate open and unguarded. No. I know, nefarious, right? Piper brought her findings to the mayor and other town officials, but they just dismissed her out of hand. She plastered the walls of the settlement with flyers detailing Mayburn's perfidy, and the outraged settlers then drove him out. They regrouped, and they were ready when the Raiders came, winning an easy victory. So, all thanks to Piper and her uh, nose for trouble.
1: Nice. I'm surprised she isn't more well respected.
2: I know. She does a lot of good, and she only gets hatred for it, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, no. Poor Piper. Piper took her sister, Nat, and they moved to Diamond City, where she opened up her paper, Public Occurrences... Her passion for seeking out and publishing the truth behind a story has gotten Piper into a lot of trouble over the years. As the Soul Survivor's friendship with Piper deepens, she will tell stories about being forced to join the Children of Adam to avoid being sacrificed, and being poisoned and being shot at. When Piper meets the Soul Survivor, her current target is the Institute, suspected of replacing Diamond City residents, including Mayor McDonough, with synths.
1: Uh, What are you making there? What's that bat you're making, Rick? A bladed aluminum baseball bat.
2: Really? I I don't think I've seen that bladed mod
1: before. Uh, I have. It's like an extended mod. So, like, for instance.
2: uh, So that's like you would do the bladed tire iron, except it's a a bat.
1: Yes. And also I have a triple barrel shotgun. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, That uh, also has something called a super barrel that simultaneously shoots both shells.
2: Nice. But then
1: I can have an automatic shotgun. <laughs> oh, the wonderful world of mods. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, the automatic double-barrel shotgun that shoots both barrels at the same time is <laughs> <it's> absolutely insane. <laughs> that sounds pretty ridiculous, Rick. It's, uh, yeah. And then also there's uh, this rifle barrel that you can put on the pistol. Mm. And apparently, where is it at? Yeah, rifle stock. You can put a rifle stock on huh. it, too. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of uh, interesting kind of rifle magazine that you can put on here. It, it, there's a lot of interesting mods that you can get for this kit. Ooh. So I'm just going through and modding my stuff as need be and get rid- getting rid of crap as need be. You know how very... it, you know how it is, you know how it
2: is. Oh yeah, inventory mm-hmm. management.
1: Yeah, it that's makes for a some very rivet-
2: important part of Bethesda games.
1: Makes for some riveting live streaming, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> After the player completes an interview for Piper's paper, she's available to be a companion. And she will offer the player gifts of sugary food and drink, like a Coca-Cola or a sweet roll. And she will stop to talk with random NPCs to interview them for the paper, which is one of my favorite things about traveling with Piper. <laughs> you'll just be hanging out, you know, you'll be Excuse shopping and you'll you hear her me. talking to someone else, like, uh, Oh, what do you think about it's really think. funny.
1: I lived here. <laughs> That's cool. I I Damn. didn't really pal around with Piper me. either because my she's son. annoying me. Damn. She annoys me. Uh-huh. Anyway. Son.
2: I like Piper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um She's very useless in combat, though. Yeah, Piper they're dies they're a lot. Work, <laughs> By
1: again. the way, I want to say when you're having the conversation yeah. with Preston Garvey in Sanctuary, you you go help this there's summer? this little scene where the conversation stops and there's no dialogue, no captions, and it looks at him, flips over, looks at you, and then flips back, and then he starts asking you for help. It's this weird, <laughs> like, built in awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've uh, ever noticed that before, but it is absolutely really wonderful. Um, That's funny. It is. So let's see. Should I do pistols? I don't know what you to do. Do whatever you like, Rick. Oh, I wanted to do gun nut. That's what I wanted to do. That'll be good. Except I already wasted like materials building crap I didn't want.
2: Piper likes helping people, picking locks, diplomacy, kindness and fairness, She doesn't like greedy actions, theft, the Brotherhood of Steel, or the Institute. Maximum affinity with Piper unlocks the Gift of Gab perk, which gives double XP when successful in a speech check or when discovering a new location, and Piper is a romance option when you reach that maximum affinity. Um, Piper nicknames you Blue because of the vault suit, and uh, I just threw this in as as a... funny thing that i wanted to be sure i mentioned she has like an awkward crush on magnolia the lounge singer in good neighbor Oh, really oh it's so funny if you go into uh into the third rail with piper and she'll walk up to magnolia and be like hey nice set tonight of songs (laughs) (laughs) it's just this really awkward you know trying to strike up a conversation with magnolia
1: and very funny, and the so. Magnolia's like, thanks, Shani. <laughs> I like, really funny. I like singing to you guys. She kind of sounds like Jim Carrey. Now that I think about it, Magnolia kind of from from uh, the the mask. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She has like a weird. I don't know. Never mind. Yeah, I, I don't really agree with you at all there. I don't know. I it's it's the kind of like. Ah, kind of thing she has going on with her voice yeah that reminds me of sort one.
2: of the delivery
1: yeah the delivery of it's just like not not the timber but the delivery of it is very yeah mm-hmm. i don't know that's just what i hear
2: well piper's really fun to hang around with she has some fun commentary on things um i like her because she's so outspoken but what I don't like is that she is really useless in combat. So you better be, like, able to to carry the team if you're going to go with Piper. Um, well, I, I prefer, like, to go with, with Paladin Dance uh, or McCready, who does pretty well. And uh, in terms of combat, Gage is really fantastic. I, I don't like Gage, but dude can fight.
1: Oh, right. That's right. You, uh talking about how you don't like gage yeah wow not
2: not a fan in general but he's very very handy in a scrap (laughs) as the kids say
1: as the kids say how many kids are going (laughs) in scraps that you know
2: (laughs) you might be surprised
1: (laughs) it's true you are in the middle of a desert
2: uh, the chat room tells me to give Piper a better weapon. That's a good idea. I never equip my companions with a weapon. Um, I should do that. Because she comes with just a little uh, crummy, like a 10 millimeter, like an un- unmodded 10 millimeter. Aw, that's cute. Yeah, It's it's uh, an adorable little pistol. Adorbs. Yeah. Poor Piper. I should have given her. A, it's my fault that she doesn't do well.
1: I failed you, Piper. I'm so sorry. Maybe she just does suck at combat.
2: Uh, and she's also a very stylish lady. I like Piper's outfit very much, and uh, I'm sad that I can't really get a copy of Piper's outfit without taking hers from her. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which I feel weird about, you know, because like that's her clothes. You can terminal.
1: You, know? you can use terminal.
2: Yeah, but but not on Xbox. I can't use oh. the terminal. Um. So yeah, that's a bummer. I. uh Anyways, that's enough about Piper's uh, excellent fashion sense.
1: So, how is the chat room doing tonight? I, I need to make mention that I do not have the chat well, open. Um,
2: they are doing well, Rick. Um, they're commenting yes. on your gameplay and the companions we're talking about.
1: I wish yeah. Wish I could read. I'm sorry, guys. I just didn't wanna didn't wanna risk it. We we're already having trouble. Ah,
0: that's oh, a pretty gosh. good idea.
2: Cabin Bones recommended reverse pickpocketing before you meet her. That totally might work. Totally might work, because uh, they they uh, spawn a new outfit, but then you have to level up pretty high before meeting her to get that level of the pickpocket.
1: That's true, man. This axe is just kicking yeah. their axes.
2: Um, do you want to talk about Nick Valentine? do I let's let's talk about Nick Valentine Nick Valentine and I actually abridged oh, Nick's um, information here because there's so much on him we could have done I think an entire episode just on Nick Nick Valentine was one of a pair of prototype institute scents. Um by the way there's gonna be like some spoilers for Far Harbor if you're taking it real slow really <laughs> <laughs> Um, just in case, just in case, Nick Valentine was one of a pair of Prototype Institute Synths. Along with his brother Dima, Nick was one of the first Synths capable of creativity and independent thought. The two Synths were restrained and experimented on for years. Dima's experiment was to see if he could develop his own personality and consciousness on his own. And Valentine instead had the memories of pre-war humans loaded into his brain. Dima had the advantage of remembering everything that had been happening to the two of them, and he grew angry at the experiments that were being performed. The two synths escaped together, Nick having been freshly loaded with the memories of pre-war police officer Nick Valentine. Institute fail-safes wiped all of their memories of the Institute, and Nick awoke believing he was the original Valentine. Confused and afraid, he attacked Dima. Dima had to knock Nick out and leave him behind to save himself and Nick awoke alone in a pile of garbage, uh, the mind of a pre-war investigator in the battered body of a prototype
1: (laughs) That, man, he could have his own game
2: Right? Isn't Nick the bomb?
1: Man, they put like a Yeah, they packed an entire game into that guy
2: He's an incredible character, Nick Valentine Really good and his personality is good. I just... Oh, gosh. Mick Valentine. He's so good.
1: He... He... Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, all of the companions that we talked about tonight so far, um, they've just outdone themselves, Bethesda has, with these companions. hmm You know?
2: They really did an amazing job with the companions in this game. I've always enjoyed companions in games. And... I feel like they really outdid themselves in Fallout Four in terms of making them you know, people that you can get to know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think I was thinking about all these, you know, different companions, and they're all pretty much memorable. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you think back to any of the other Fallouts, they just weren't as memorable. Right, right. Some were, but not um, all of them. Not what the heck God. The Fallout 3 companions
2: were not as great as the Fallout 4 companions, I think, for sure. What an amazing glitch you have there. <laughs>
1: yeah, he died standing up this, uh, I guess he got rigor mortis really quick. Is
2: he actually, is he standing or is he float? He's standing.
1: Yeah, well, he's standing. Yeah, I guess, like I said, I guess he just got really rigor mortis real quick and balanced, you know. just
2: That's amazing. Fallout New Vegas also had really good companions, um... They did, but it wasn't... Captain Bones, again, is commenting on that. He says, these are the best companions in Fallout. New Vegas was close, though, but 4 was the best.
1: Right, and New Vegas had a couple, you know, good companions, but not like not like Fallout 4, because mostly, I think all of them except for Gage have been fan favorites, you know?
2: I Yeah, absolutely, and I think they are... I'm sure Gage has got a, a subset of fans, too. I'm just not among them.
1: Right. I. I mean. I agree. I agree with that. Um, he just. Uh, he didn't tickle my fancy either. But he just. There was something about all these companions that. Um, Gage didn't have. He wasn't mm-hmm. uh, engaging. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Ten points, Rick. Ten points Ten to Gryffindor. That was a good one.
1: Um. But no. He
2: does have though, like a, a really. A good backstory. He's just not a likable guy. Um, Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about Gage in the future. Right. (laughs) Right now, we're talking. We're talking about Nick, and uh, Nick is is great. I really love Nick. He was accepted into a small community where some of the damage he'd sustained was repaired by a local mechanic. And eventually, he started kind of wandering around the wasteland. He happened to cross a young woman who'd been kidnapped, and he bluffed her kidnappers about being a bomb, and he says that he just told them, Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> and they got scared and ran away, and he walked the girl back to her home in Diamond City. That's and it turns out she was the daughter of then-Mayor Henry Roberts, who rewarded Valentine with a home in the city, oh, despite awesome. the townsfolk's object- objections.
1: So, real quick, I just want to say, for uh, those of you listening and not really watching, I got the brilliant idea to lay a fragment. I'm in the Super Duper Mart, by the way, in Lexington. And uh, I got the brilliant idea to lay a frag mine. at the same time a feral ghoul came up behind me leaped, I suppose, pu- pushed me forward at the same time he triggered the frag mine I just laid and killed me. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> so I
2: funny. didn't see that when I was looking at the show notes. What? I didn't see that. I was looking at the show notes.
1: Uh, it was amazing. Uh, if you go back and re-watch this, you'll see it.
2: I'll definitely have to scroll back through the video.
1: So anyway... Uh, now I get to rehack this thing again.
2: <laughs> uh, if Nick Valentine was with you, he could totally hack that terminal.
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to do it quickly. Oh, yeah. soon. Soon, town. Yeah. There you go. I will. So Nick,
2: Nick began to work as a handyman, but eventually he became known as a neutral arbiter of disputes and a solver of problems. Eventually, these requests became more and more prevalent over handyman requests, and he stopped working as a handyman, and became a full-time private detective, wearing a traditional noir detective costume, aided by his secretary, Ellie Perkins. And when the sole survivor seeks out Valentine, he's working a case to find a woman named Darla. It turns out she was missing by choice, however, having become mobster Skinny Malone's girlfriend. The player must free Valentine from the Vault 114 headquarters of the Triggermen and complete the quest getting a clue, in order to recruit Nick as a permanent companion.
1: The thing I want to say about that quest is, and kind of about the submachine gun in general, does anyone else feel like a forty-five caliber fully automatic, fully automatic weapon should be just a bit more powerful?
2: I don't know, when it's pointed at me it feels plenty powerful.
1: I don't know I think like the max damage on that thing is like 40 or something it's not very high Mm -hmm. and 45 caliber round is not it's not a it's not a tiny round no it's pretty pretty significant and I feel like other 45 caliber weapons are more powerful I don't know it just Mm -hmm. it it grinds my proverbial gears (laughs) I don't know why that struck me as so funny the ghoul crawling in through that window have you never seen that
2: before not through a high window like that oh no. yeah
1: they crawl in through uh there's a bathroom over here if i don't die before i get there mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a... i've seen them come in windows but like waist high windows oh yeah they, they come in through the let's see if i can get there
2: they're coming out of the walls
1: yeah like it really it scared the crap <laughs> it's game
2: over man
1: yeah up here see
2: yeah, there he goes.
1: Oh, nice aliens reference. That's my fault for dropping the ball on that one.
2: That's okay. Um, Warax the Third says he's starting up a Dishonored playthrough uh, before Dishonored 2. Good job, Warax. Just wanted to shout out to Dishonored. What? Hooray. What?
1: I killed him. He fell out of that window and then fell here. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I mean, he fell back out of the window, then came through the ceiling and fell here. That's weird. Well... It is Fallout. Very weird, indeed. Oh, Codsworth, get out of my way.
2: He is pretty bad at blocking the door. Codsworth. Not as bad as Dogmeat is, though. I feel like Dogmeat has got, like, the Lydia AI blocking the door.
1: (laughs) Dogmeat has gotten me killed far too many times for me to, like, ever take him anywhere again.
2: So cute, though. I love Dogmeat. Um, we
1: can't go anywhere nice.
2: Joseph Tao in chat asks. Um, he says he's started reading the new Dishonored novel, and when am I going to pick it up? Um, probably closer to the time when Dishonored is is coming out. I'll wait until I'm playing the game before I read the novel.
1: There's a novel and the
2: comics. Yeah.
1: I didn't realize I'll, uh, that game.
2: Go all in for it when it's out.
1: Did you get the remastered deluxe thing Sweet. that they were doing?
2: Um, yeah, I, I got a Definitive Edition when it came out. I haven't really spent that much time with it, though. Okay. Um,
1: There's a lot of them.
2: Yeah. Anyways, while Rick is fighting off these many feral ghouls, I will return to Nick Valentine. Nick has the original Valentine's memories, and the player can help him resolve the Eddie Winter case, which the detective was working on before the war. Nick has a large role in the Far Harbor quest line due to the starring role of his brother, Dima. Nick can hack terminals for the player. Nick likes hacking, helping people, generous actions, the railroad. He doesn't like aggression, theft, murder, or intimidation. At maximum affinity, the player achieves the close to metal perk, which adds an extra guess when hacking and a 50% reduction in lockout time when hacking a terminal. You can't change Nick's clothes, but you can put him in a ballistic-weaved faded trench coat, uh, which is what I've done. Oddly enough, that repairs his hand. Uh, his, You know, he has the left hand that's like a metal skeleton hand. If you change him into the ballistic weaved coat, it repairs that hand because I guess the hand is attached to the coat. I don't know, like the, the texture for that hand.
1: Um, that's interesting. I never knew that. That's really yeah. cool. I've ne- yeah, that's really cool. I never put him in anything other than his coat.
2: Yeah, well, all you can do is switch him for another trench coat. You can't change him into other clothes. Well, that's, um, that's yeah.
1: Wild, I um, I never really, you know, whenever I have a companion, they just kind of exist. Um, well, that's not true. I, I when I was palling around with McCready and Curie, I think I changed their clothes. Mm. To suit the combat situation. Oh, more baddies! <laughs> this bladed. Uh, yeah. I know the
2: bladed bats. tire iron is a beast So I would think a bladed baseball bat Would
1: be pretty excellent And there goes the barrel gold. Very um,
2: nice My Jon Snow character used a bladed tire iron For most of the time I think he's still using it actually
1: That's awesome I, I don't really do melee I should do more melee It's fun It's, it's brutal It's the, the animations in this are brutal
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I cannot wait for, uh, like, Skyrim. Or not Skyrim, but, like, whatever Elder Scrolls six animations are going to be.
0: If you say
2: Skyrim 2, I will fight you, bro.
1: <laughs> I did not say Skyrim. I was going to say Skyrim, <laughs> just in general, but then...
2: Yeah. So funny. Um, Chatroom asks, when are we getting to McCready? Not for a couple of episodes. Next week we'll be doing, I believe, the, uh, the faction...
1: Found it. I'm just getting shocked frick up. Um, Nick
2: Valentine has got a file on the mysterious stranger with notes from previous Fallout games. <laughs> uh, and he will exclaim if the stranger appears while you're com- traveling with him. That's He'll be amazing. like, There he is! He was within our grasp! It's him, the stranger! <laughs> I feel like the Mysterious Stranger is sort of Nick Valentine's, you know, white whale. You know, he's he's the Ahab to the Stranger's white whale, and I love that he's just trying so hard to find the Mysterious Stranger, and they're kind of similar aesthetically, you know, with the noir trench coat thing going on, and I love that. I I really wanted them to do something more with that. I wanted him to find and confront the Stranger. And maybe we could learn a little bit more about The Stranger's Mysterious Origins. I would have loved that. But,
1: I mean, whereas, like, you know, the fan in us really wants to figure that stuff out, it would be kind of depressing to finally know anything about The Mysterious Stranger. Because then that would end The Mysterious Stranger, effectively.
0: Well,
2: I don't think it would, because we do know some things about him. You know, we know that he had a son and a wife.
1: Really? Yeah. Did we ever go over this in the show?
2: We did. We did a whole show about the Mysterious Stranger. Uh, Yeah. And and the Weapon of the Week was the Mysterious Magnum.
1: You can meet the Mysterious
2: Stranger's son, the Lonesome Drifter, in Fallout New
1: Vegas. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. I'm catching up now. (laughs) Just takes me a while.
2: Yeah, we do know enough about him that I feel like, you know the the mystery is, is gone a bit. We know he is human enough to, you know, marry a lady and have a son.
1: It's true. Other than so, that, maybe he's a synth.
2: <gasps> maybe so, maybe he is a synth.
1: Very interesting. <laughs>
0: But Nick
2: is sometimes approached by random NPCs who want to thank him for work that he's done for them. He also quotes from old books sometimes, like Poe. Uh, I think he quotes from the Raven when the, uh, the Prydwen first appears, which I found really, really interesting. And just as a side note, you remember after the Kellogg's memory quest, Nick speaks as Kellogg, But then it's never mentioned again.
1: Oh, that's true.
2: I really expected them to to go somewhere with that, but they never did again. And I I just wanted to know: was Nick trolling us with that? Was he? (laughs) Or was that?
1: Yeah, that's really some
2: kind of residual bit of Kellogg.
1: Yeah, I I could. Nick doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would be like, "I'm going to play a joke on this guy by talking like his wife's killer and his son's kidnapper." Like right. I, that's not Nick's M.O. Uh-huh. Um, that's I think I think it was just an imprint that um, died. After I that really case,
2: wanted so. them to do something with that.
1: I agree as well. What is down here?
2: I don't know. I think you should jump off and find out.
1: OK, Codsworth. Okay, Good job. He just <laughs> fell out of the sky. I'm going to quick save and see if I can go do a little hardcore parkour. I think you should, Rick. All right, let me see. This what... is going to be so interesting.
0: Rawr!
1: Good job.
2: Yeah, that was awesome. Very nice, Rick. Apartments. So that's uh, all I really had uh, in the notes about Nick. Did you have any other Nick-related comments? Uh,
1: if you haven't ran around with Nick, do it. I enjoyed it. Uh, also, make sure that you go to Far Harbor with Nick. Mm-hmm. Because... Absolutely. Oh, gosh. This bat is brutal. But go to Far Harbor with Nick because it does change everything. And especially if you do it... Like, if you play through Far Harbor twice and the second time you do it with Nick or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. You do two playthroughs. It really does change... I mean, the whole interaction with Dima and... Their dialogue and his struggles with who Dima is and who he actually is, Nick. Um, Yeah, it's you know it's very it's a wonderful thing to to witness, to go through, and to kind of be a part of. Um, It makes Nick a lot more human than he already (laughs) is. You know what I mean? Because Nick already feels very human. Minus in a
2: way, he's the most human of the of the companions. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think maybe that's just because he's a synth. Uh, mm-hmm. That we're like, wow, he's human for a synth. Or it's like he's a synth and he doesn't even know it. I mean, you know, we know he knows it, but it's it's like I guess maybe the I don't know if he's any more human than the rest of them. It's just the fact that he's not a human, but he is a but he acts so hu- human.
2: I think it's that he's such a good guy. So he's maybe the best person out of all the companions.
1: And, well, that and uh, everyone in this world has this really dark past. doesn't matter mm-hmm. who you are. But he seems to be the only character that would qualify. Like in Bethesda games, your character is always the person that can fix everything. Mm-hmm. And Nick feels like that character who could possibly be that other character that could fix everything. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Captain Bone says he has a great sense of humor, and that's what makes him human. I was actually just gonna comment on Nick's sense of humor. He cracks jokes about being a synth and that kind of thing. Um, and if you make a sarcastic comment about Nick uh, and his synthhood, you know he'll go along with that. <laughs> that's
1: amazing. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that.
2: Yeah, if you if you smart off about. Um, something like oh or, dude you're a synth and he's like what
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is a complete opposite from the uh, scientist in um new vegas who's uh
0: <laughs>
1: thinks he's a feral
0: yeah
2: i love that guy i think he's a ghoul it's so funny
1: I forget his name though
2: me too i was just trying to think of it but he's in in the that building the uh the rocket building where the ghouls want
1: to go to the moon. Yeah, he's hanging out with Jason Bright.
2: Right, Jason Bright.
1: But I do not remember yeah. the guy's name. Jason. No, so Jason. Jason's the other guy's name.
2: I don't recall. You're... But anyways, that's uh, that's all I really had for Nick. I love Nick, and uh, yeah, that was good. Instead of a weapon of the week this week, we have an item of the week, and that item of the week is the battered fedora. The battered fedora is one of the few hats in Fallout 4 that can be upgraded with ballistic weave. It offers a luck bonus of one and can be combined with eyeglasses, sunglasses, or goggles in terms of head flare. The appearance is simply that of a worn old fedora, but it's really one of the nicer-looking ballistic weave hats, and it pairs well with a stylish trench coat.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I just... I am so not used to uh why am I stuck? I'm so not used to playing melee that whenever I... See, oh jeez. Whenever I see any of these, you know cutscenes or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. finishes, they just make me cringe a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. Um Do you
2: for know Vega Factory?
1: Yeah. Interesting. But um continue on Some the Some of these
2: melee weird. moves are just brutal. I know, it's insane. Shall we read some emails, Rick? We shall. Let's read some emails. Uh, Here's the first one. Hey, Rick and Chalene. Avid listener here. Love the show and looking for help. A week ago, I'm and this is an old email. It's like a two-month-old email. FYI. Uh A week ago, I made a post to Reddit offering to pay someone for their time for modding my dog. You're going to like the dog's name, Rick. Garrus Barkarian. Nice. Into Fallout 4 for me. I figured paying someone for their time was the right thing to do since they would spend their valuable time on a mod most likely only I would enjoy. I got a lot of heat for just putting that out there that I would pay anyone for a mod. What are your thoughts on it? I was hoping you can give me a shout-out because I'm still looking for someone to mod it for me. Thanks, Art. So what are your thoughts on that, offering to pay someone to make a specific mod?
1: Uh, I I think that for someone who's maybe not as not familiar with the community um okay let's just not i think maybe for someone who's not familiar with the community it's just an innocent mistake yeah um, and i don't think you should get heat for it which is i don't really know the modding community that well Mm-hmm. but i i don't think they should have gave him heat for it but maybe that's just how that community is i don't know
2: I get why people could be maybe offended to be uh, offered money for mods because there's, especially with the Skyrim paid mod controversy, right, the Bethesda yeah. community is, is pretty anti-paid mods. But I feel like in this case, it wasn't unreasonable of him to offer because that is a really, you know, a highly specific mod that this guy wants. And I and, think- uh,
1: You're right. And I think going forward, anyone can just kind of keep in mind, like, look, you know, ask Mm -hmm. somebody, you know, if they can help you do a mod. And, uh, you know, if they, I don't know, want a couple bucks, I don't see a problem with it. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I would like to keep the modding, you know, the modding community uh, free, you know, as far as as much Mm -hmm. support as we can get in that regard. It's not that I don't feel like people deserve to be paid. It's just... The spirit of it, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm.
2: Where... I feel like you could consider this like a, a commission, you know.
1: It's an art piece. You know.
2: Mm-hmm. Because and because it's so specific that he wanted his particular dog, you know. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's not. I don't think it's out. Uh, it's outrageous or unreasonable art that you offered to pay someone to mod this for you. <laughs> But I do understand why they might have have not received that well, yeah. Because of that paid mods controversy, I think in, in large part. But anyway, uh, if, uh, I don't know if you've found anyone to mod this dog for you. But if uh, anybody wants to mod Art's dog, um, I guess email us and we can forward it on to Art.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If anyone's good out good luck there,
2: with that, Art. And uh, and I love your dog's name. That's pretty cute. Our next email is from Dwayne, and Dwayne writes, Hey guys, love the show, been listening since episode one. I was wondering if you think they should move south for the next Fallout game, like Alabama, Louisiana, or Georgia. I live in Sweet Home, Alabama, and have been to the other states I mentioned. I think it would be awesome. Well, that's all I've got to say about that, which in my head when I read this, I thought, that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) All Forrest Gump style. P.S. What are you guys' favorite mods? So let's attack the first question first. What do you think of Southern Fallout?
1: Uh, I'm trying to... Shoot. How do okay. I this up? Oh, darn it. <laughs> I was trying to... I was trying to uh, hold a... Uh, red barrel and shoot it at the same time.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So anyway, yeah. Southern Fallout would sure. be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um... One hit and he's dead. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think Not southern, very close. Yeah, I think a Southern Fallout would be great. Um, there is a motif there with the kind of the bayou feel, mm-hmm. um, the guess swampiness of some areas that would be really conducive to a scary Fallout. Mhm. That I think would lend it. It would just lend itself.
2: I would really like exploring small plantation houses.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it would be really cool to, to, to do that. Plus, like, you know, for some reason, the South is a lot more, I don't know, when I think of the South, especially, I, I tend to think of Alabama, Louisiana, that area. And I think of, you know, hoodoo, and I think of voodoo, and I think of, you know, the French Quarter and New Orleans and parties and just a very uh ethereal type of place does that make sense
2: i do i yeah, think I of the crossroads
1: where uh um oh geez his name is slipping my his name is slipping my mind uh robert where robert johnson sold his soul to the devil in order to play mm-hmm. um that's like the stuff i think about and it's so conducive to just a terrifying fallout game you know with False information, you know, running high, and, you know, cults mm-hmm. growing up around hoodoo and, and different things like that would be um, impressive to say the least. So, yeah, yeah, I think it'd be, I think it'd be great. Um, I think it'd be really great.
2: I also think that would be fun. Um, I do think we've already had that a bit with Point Lookout. Yes. Um, and that's uh, also Captain Bones said that too. Point Lookout has that south
1: feel. It does. It really does. And yeah. Far Harbor, a little bit.
2: I don't think so at all. Far Harbor doesn't feel Southern.
1: Well, I meant, you know, as far as... Well, I guess I had a Point Lookout feel. but It did feel like
2: Point Lookout, but it didn't feel Southern. And Point Lookout did definitely feel Southern. true. I don't know. Hope it's not. I, uh, oh. I recently just started, uh, just before the show went live, I started Mafia 3, which is set in uh, fake New Orleans. Oh. And... Sweet. I, I definitely think that is going to be a great setting for this, uh, you know, GTA knockoff type game, and I, I think, I think Fallout would also do well there. I would rather have a return to the West Coast though.
1: Like a San Francisco.
2: Yeah, something, something you... in California maybe. Ew, that
1: sounded gross. That did sound gross. Did you hear that? <laughs> Oh, jeez, Codsworth, that saw blade. she did, did, <laughs> did he just, like, rip through her jugular or something?
2: It's funny oh. with the... Uh, it's really funny with the the Mr. Handybots, you know, the ones that are friendly to you. They seem so harmless. But then, you know, you see those blades in action or that flamethrower in action and remember that these things are kind of ferocious. Yeah.
1: Well, the, well, the Mr. Gutsy is, are like terrifying if you're low level
2: Mm -hmm. um they're asking how well i'm liking uh mafia 3 i've really just started it i've played maybe 20 minutes um i haven't even finished the the opening yet and gotten to the open open world bit (laughs) um so far um my main thought is that i wish i had played um less GTA during the the couple of weeks leading up to the launch of Mafia (laughs) 3. Because GTA has got this polish. You know, Rockstar games are so polished. The the movement, the controls, you know, everything about GTA is so highly polished. And uh, so far, I don't think that's going to be there uh, in Mafia. I think it's going to be a really good open world game. But I think I would have maybe enjoyed it more if I had taken a a break from GTA before starting. we'll see. I'll let you guys know. I'll update. Uh, Maybe I'll do a Mafia video after I've played uh, more significantly um, for the channel. We'll see. Anyway. That was really off the rails. I'm sorry.
1: No, that's that's fine. I mean, uh, one of the things I was thinking of, I was actually talking to someone today about um, Grand Theft Auto. And uh, the fact that that game is what... What is it? Two or three years old?
2: Three, I think.
1: And they just released a big uh, update for it.
2: Yeah, the biker's update. Yeah. I was actually chatting with Captain Bones about that on Twitter earlier. Captain Bones is the unofficial third host of this show, I, I believe.
1: Oh. Well, what I was going <laughs> to say is that is so amazing that the game is is that old and there's still... Oh, my gosh. There's still putting out that level of content. Yeah. And it just... I
2: I wish they had done some single-player content, though.
1: Yeah. Well, they have a really big online community. The the other thing, too, that I was thinking uh, that I I noticed is that game companies that have their own, like, sound studios built into the company Mm -hmm. really seem to be um, into their, you know, fans more. Like, they really present games that their fans enjoy and they really pay attention. Um, Like, Guild Wars is another one of those companies. Mm -hmm. They actually have their own Foley studio. But, oh no, Molotov, the face. What it made me think of was the... I'm going to be... I'm going to feel so terrible for saying this. But really, what what Grand uh, Grand Theft Auto's new biker thing really made me think of was the lack luster DLC for Fallout 4 mm-hmm. and it really made yeah. me impressed for a little bit there where it's just like you know I had to think about it and I was like wow we only got two DLC for
2: yeah I think that's a fair argument the others were all workshoppy things
1: yes yeah and like even the, even the and I'm not you know Bethesda I believe was genuinely trying something new and I'm not knocking them for that I just think that you know, going forward, maybe not so much workshopy things, mm-hmm. um, but even even the the stuff that had quest lines to it were kind of masking that they were actually workshop oriented.
2: Right, DLC. I I agree with that. The Automatron, you know, that was that was fun. You know, that was a cool little quest line, but it was all about the robot workshop. It was all about that.
1: Yeah, um, so. yeah, and you know, just looking at what Rockstar did with you know Grand Theft Auto, what they continue to do, it made me just kind of bummed out. I guess, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. I'm, on the other hand, uh, as someone who's not playing GTA Online, really disappointed in the GTA DLC because I I wanted more single-player content. GTA 4 had some great single-player DLC, you know, with The Ballad of Gay Tony and The Lost and the Damned. And they were so good, such good pieces of content. And I wanted more of that. And instead, there's all this online stuff that I'm not that interested in.
1: so. Have you ever tried GTA Online?
2: I tried GTA Online the week it released, the day it released, I believe, and I was so excited. I jumped on on Xbox 360. I was still playing on 360. I jumped on and uh, went to do my first quest to hold up a store, and I went in the store, and somebody parked a car in front of the door uh, to trap me in the store really and uh yeah it, i was completely trapped in the store because they parked this car in front of the uh in front of the door i could not get out and they just killed me in the store and uh then it happened again later on and then it happened again later on wow. and then i put down gta online and i never picked it up again
1: that would really bum me out mhm that was not a good experience
2: for me so
1: that would really help yeah. me out, and I still can't fast travel for some stupid reason. That's weird. Anyway. Whatever.
2: That was uh, open world games off the record <laughs> for this week. But I, I, I really loved Mafia 2, and uh, I think I will love Mafia 3 as well. Um, it's just going to take a bit of time to get used to. Yeah. I... And what are your favorite mods? That was the second half of this question. What are your favorite mods?
1: Well, I really am enjoying my weather mods that I have on. Uh, but I think my absolute favorite is the two two three pistol mod. When you have the heavy receiver mod on that mod, if that makes sense. hmm Um it shoots super, super slow.
0: hmm
1: But it does like 250 damage or something ridiculous um, in fact I can, I can pull it up right now and see what the damage it actually does, where is my Nate modded oh. let's go ahead and load my Nate character this is my Minuteman character and this is the one that's modded a little bit more than normal as I will show you when it loads up Okay, so let me get out of my power armor. Here. So for those of you watching, I currently have on a sniper suit that uh, Preston Garvey is matched in. You'll see there. See? V2 snipers. Hey. Um, and I have an M14 mod. Um, nice. This thing, this little M14 here. Oh, I forgot I'm in a settlement. And then here's the two two yeah here's the I got a special one actually this is pretty cool it's the uh, never ending advanced two two three pistol and it does two hundred and fifty five damage. Um, mhm. It's it's so it fires really slow like I'm just gonna fire and keep clicking and you'll hear how. S-
0: oh
2: wow yeah. <laughs>
1: That's a very slow firing weapon. But I never ever have to reload, and. Uh, it's devastating. So I think I really enjoy that. Nice. I want to go somewhere where there's baddies. Where are their baddies usually? Um, oh, I know. I know. Uh,
2: my favorite mods have mostly been clothing mods and radio mods. That's pretty <laughs> much all I've down- downloaded. I have a uh, um, Maxon's Coat mod, you know, so that you can get Maxon's Coat without having to kill Maxon. Yeah. And I have some tunnel snakes gear that I enjoy. I have a few different, just cool-looking outfits, and there's some great. There was I heard some beep beep. Rick, is was, there a, a suicider?
1: It was a mole rat that happened to have.
0: Uh...
2: Oh, one of the mind mole rats. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's okay. He's dealt with.
2: And I've got a couple of great radio station mods. Um. I can't think of the names offhand right now, but there are some very good radio station mods out there. Awesome. Indeed. So that's most of the mods that I have have used have been clothing, and or radio.
1: Awesome. Yeah. going guess...
2: to get more into modding, I think, after I finish my achievements off on the Xbox.
1: I uh, I the only clothing mod is what I have on right now, and mm-hmm. I haven't. Who's there? I missed. I haven't really done anything with the radio.
2: Yeah. I like to listen to the radio, though. I'm not sure. I don't recall you listening to the radio as much.
1: Nope. So here's here's this pistol in all of its glory. Indeed. Dead.
2: Very nice. Very nice.
1: I also have the enhanced blood mod, and that's just awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Do I have anything big?
2: We're definitely going to have to get more into modding on the show as uh, as time goes on and as we get farther and farther away from official Fallout content.
1: Yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm in a dead end.
2: Well, that's it for our emails for today, unless you had any further comments on that.
1: Nope. That's it. Do
2: you have any announcements, Rick? Any Anything you'd like to share?
1: Uh, I feel like you're saying that in a sense that I'm, I'm forgetting something
2: i'm not giving you a leading question no yay no i don't <laughs> okay uh, the only one that i have is that we are back on twitch for now you know just a reminder guys the live shows are on twitch twitch.tv slash quest gaming network but we will still be uploading the finalized videos to youtube so you can see those there there's still going to be content going up on youtube
1: awesome. <laughs>
2: and uh do you want to do the ending thing or do you want me to do the ending thing so you,
1: can, uh, you go ahead and do the ending thing, because okay. I don't have any of lo- any the notes.
2: That thing's harder to memorize uh, than the, the opening thing. It is. Oh, um, before we end, uh, Warax Third asks, what GPU and CPU are you using?
1: Uh, I'm using a i7 uh, shoot, It's an i7, I think... It's the Devil's Canyon, 4790? 47... 47? 40 something i don't know it's the highest one you could get pretty much and then the gpu i'm using is a 980 mm-hmm. nvidia gtx 980 ti super clocks? something like that i can't remember it's been a while since i really looked at it uh i know it's pretty decent stuff good deal and 16 gigs of ram at the moment
2: thank you very much for uh for telling us about your pc yeah so folks, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, and you should, um, we are fallout OTR at Fallout O T R. Rick is at Rick McVick, and I am at Shalen L S H A L I N E L. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter. If you would like to uh, like our Facebook page, that is Facebook.com slash falloutotr. You can also join our Facebook group to chat with like-minded Fallout off the record listeners. Facebook.com slash groups slash Fallout OTR. You can email us questions that we can talk about on the air at Fallout OTR at gmail.com. Like this video if you're watching on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Quest Gaming Network. And you can find our show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Leave us a review if you like what we're doing. That helps us a lot. It's not just to, uh, to stroke our egos. That actually helps the show. A combination of your positive reviews and our download numbers uh, combine in a magical algorithm to get us higher on the list, uh, which helps new listeners find our show every day. So we'd like to thank people on the air who have left us a five-star review. This week, we would like to thank Puzzle Drone, who is in the chat room right now. Thank you, Puzzle Drone, for the very kind words and the five-star review. And Henhog from Australia. Thank you guys so much for those five-star reviews. We record yes. this show. Go ahead, Rick.
1: I was saying yes. Thank you. That's
2: <laughs> We record this show live on Friday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube.com. Uh, oh, wait, this is wrong. I haven't changed that in the notes. I'm sorry. We record this show live on Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time at twitch.tv Quest Gaming Network. And you can check out other great shows from our network, Quest Gaming Network. And those are Elder Scrolls off the record, Classic Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age off the record, QG and d and Dancing with Daggers will be coming on at 10.30 Eastern Time this evening. They're doing a public thing now that One Tamriel is out. I saw him tweeting about it earlier. You can actually go hang out with them if you are an ESO player. Um, so on PC, Elder Scrolls Online, meet up at the Rosie Lion if you'd like to hang out with the Dancing with Daggers group tonight. And thank you so much for listening to the show.
1: Awesome. And Shaleen, do you have a last word to end us on?
2: You really held your own out there, Blue.